Attention. Attention detail. Listen up and lead well. You're a VIP, giving you what you need to succeed. Be best you can in your own company. Attention detail one by one, step by step to get the job done. Pops are gonna break it down to you. I ask questions, get the show started for the attention detail. Hello and welcome to another special edition of Attention to Detail with Eric Bird. I am Eric Bird, moving a brand forward as artists, leaders, and influencers. Today we have a very special podcast episode this will feature my very good friend mr tyler bish he's the music director at mosaic christian church and um, i'm so old that uh, i actually taught him for a little while in college and he has gone on to do some very wonderful and uh, impactful things Uh, he is on staff at mosaic christian church here in maryland and uh, we just had a wonderful conversation talking about um, their organization, how they do what they do, what sets them apart, uh, why they're unique, how they follow their mission, and that kind of stuff. So without further ado, I just want to get right into the interview and uh, also want to tell you that this show is sponsored by VIP Consulting, which is leadership done well. VIP trains leaders in the skills they'll need to take their organization to the next level. Vision casting, conflict resolution, staff, volunteer management, and more, VIP Consulting helps clients create an action plan and works alongside you to execute it. Experience what faith-based institutions, individuals, and organizations have come to learn. VIP Consulting gives you the VIP treatment. Go to ericbird.com for more information. So without further delay, here's my interview with Mr. Tyler Bish. Well, it's just great to be able to talk to Mr. Tyler Bish, even though you spell his name like Bish. It's <laughs> it's, it's Tyler Bish, <laughs> and you are what are you? You're the creative director at Mosaic Christian Church. No, I'm um, the music music director. Mike you? Winger is the um, the creative director, so he oversees me our tech director and our video director. So the three of us, we're kind of the first specialized hires at Mosaic. We're, we are very specific at what we do at the job. I just do music and everything that's music from, from when you walk in the door and leave the building. So that's already a huge leadership point to make right there because what a lot of organizations and a lot of churches do is that they they seem to hire, they seem to underhire and then they put everything on those hires. Right. Yeah. So you want to speak to speak about that? Because I guess you've had experience on both sides of that. I have had experience. Oh, my. <laughs> <I'm> having, <laughs> oh, my. I'm having too much on my plate. Um, now, I will say that Mosaic is statistically understaffed than most churches. Um, I believe like the, the normal church ratio of staff member to attendee is like 1 to 110. Okay. We're actually pretty help, uh, pretty aggressively understaffed. They're like one to like 85 or something like that. So me um, and Zach and, and Josh were the first um, very spe- um, specified hires. Uh, most of the other staff does do a lot of things, but we are working slowly but surely to um, relieve them of that. So I do um, just music. Um, I do everything that's related to the worship service um, and to cultivating the band and community and, and running groups along um, the band line. But when it comes to like making a video or slides, like I used to be in charge of all slides at my last church. I oh, would yeah. be. And if a typo, when there was an inevitable typo because I'm a drummer, <laughs> 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 
they'd be like, why did, why, how did that get up there? And I was like, I don't know. Like, because I'm, I'm, I made the slides and I did the special and I did choir rehearsal on Saturday. Right. There's no so, H in Jesus. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. But I'm just saying. <laughs> so if I, if like, I find I just when I make chord charts, I make lyric sheets, and then the the tech guy grabs the lyric sheets and he makes all that stuff. And the video guy is in charge of all things um, streaming for, you know, for Sunday morning. Now there, I want to. I'm we're gonna get to some background stuff in a minute, but you're giving me a lot of a lot of stuff I want to go back and get. Can you can you just expand a little bit on just the overall occupational health and how healthy it is for you to to be in a situation where that you can really drill down and be specific about what you're doing other than being in a situation where you're kind of like a catch-all because i i totally know how dysfunctional that is where when you're the music guy you're also the social media guy and you're also the you're right. also running sound and you also repair microphones and you also, yeah. you know, and it's like, you know, yeah. I used to, I used to make my other, I used to make my, 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 my last job mad because I used to tell them, you know, I'm going to like, I use electricity. I'm not an electrician. Right. <laughs> those, are, those are two different things, doc, you know, like, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of it is like, um, just wavelength, like everybody has the same piece of pie, you know, and it's like if you cut too many slices of like, let's say I need you to do um, the online presence, and then I also need you to run the children's ministry choir, and then I also need you to do the Sunday morning worship, and then if you cut too many pie pieces, they start getting smaller and smaller, and so your time, effort, and quality shrinks with those pie pieces, but if yeah. you have like one giant pie piece, um, you can put all your your energy into it but also if you hire i mean you got to hire right carl our pastor is so big about um there's that jim collins book good to great it's like get the right people on the bus so he's right. unapologetically intense about um interviewing and hiring the right people so he hired someone like me who's so unbelievably passionate and i'm just so driven to do the music stuff that if you asked me to and it's not that i wouldn't help out other people but sure. if it's like if part of part of my task was like far outside of music it's like my my passion would not nearly be as as uh, driven as if it was like all things music. Right. Um, so once you start distracting somebody running in a straight line, their line doesn't become straight anymore. It starts to curve. Right. As you move towards the mission. It sounds really. It, it sounds almost uh, basic, like elementary, and yet there are so many organizations that just don't seem to follow that model. It's like. You know, the more I'm engaged in activity that is not really my passion, my strong suit, or even my expertise, the less effective I am. The less effective I am, the less quality we get. The less quality we get, the less we're actually meeting the needs of the people or serving the business model well. And it's like, yeah. mm -hmm. and so I just don't know why churches... I don't know why churches do it that way or just any organization for that matter does it that way. But I want to back up just for a bit. So your, your church is Mosaic Christian Church. Yeah, Mosaic Christian Church in Elkridge. And if you go to uh, Mosaic, as I have, you will see this wonderfully big building with a whole bunch of people and people wearing 
you know, the same T-shirt to help you to get to where you need to go and technology and all that stuff. And so it would be really easy to say, oh, well, that's easy for you to say, Tyler, because you get to just do one thing. But you you guys have, you know, probably a forty eight trillion dollar budget and you probably have <laughs> 50 million volunteers. And, and I just want to I just want to make sure that everybody understands you are a church plant that started with zero. Yeah, absolutely. So talk a little bit about where, where, when the church was born, if you know, like the year the church was born, how the church grew, when you came on staff, and how you were volunteering there for years before it even became um, mm -hmm, your mm -hmm. occupation. Talk about that for a little bit. Yeah, I, I want to say, um, Carl and John or Mike, if you're listening, don't be mad. I want to say it was 2008. So I know it was September 2008. So the church is just we, – we, we celebrated our 10-year anniversary in our brand-new building when we moved into it. Okay. Um, it was a church plant that met at the Arundel Theater, that those Egyptian-style theaters. Mm. Um, I believe it was Theater 19. Um, I don't know how long they were in the theater before they raised money to get their, their first building um, that they rented or leased, which mm. was in Troy Hill. And that's when I started coming on the church. When the church is about um, five or six years old, I um, I actually like auditions to be because I had left the church I was working at. It. I auditioned there to maybe be a worship leader. I didn't quite know what my skill set was at the time yet. I was still pretty young, you know, five years out of college. Um, and I got told no in the audition process. And I was like, man, I really uh, would like to just serve at this church. There was something about it that they were reaching lost people in a way that I'd never seen before. And they were unapologetic about reaching lost people. Um, but me as like a lifelong Christian was still getting fed. And I was like, oh, I got to. I gotta, I gotta do something here. This place is doing something. Okay. So I served for about three years, really, really consistently and faithfully, and then I got offered a job. Um, wow. And it took, it took a little bit of time for me to accept it because I had, I was working in public schools. But in 2018, in July, I've been working at Mosaic since then. And so, uh, talk a little bit about, talk a little bit about um, the mentality of I'm applying for a job at the church, I don't get the job because that's another huge life lesson. You know, I hope my kids are, are going are gonna to listen to this podcast. It's like you apply for a job at the church, you don't get the job initially, and instead of you getting mad, taking your ball, I'm going to go on home, you still found the organization valuable so that you could still want to just go to church there, just be a part of the organization, and then the job opens up, you know, a couple of years again later. Yeah, I mean, it was um, the, the the church was it was like contagious to be around. I mean, the energy aesthetically, it was something that I was just like, oh man, this is a church I've been wanting to be a part of. Aesthetically, musically, it was a church I want to be a part of. Spiritually and teaching wise, I mean, I've been going to church my whole life, and then I felt like never more in my life would would me and my wife drive home from that church, which by the way was forty five minutes away from where we lived. Like we were right. hiking out there. Um, We've never had so, such engaging conversations about God and about the Bible and about how it applies to it. I mean, this, and I was just like, I remember looking at her like, are we crazy to be driving 45 minutes, you know, like 40 miles to church every Sunday? And I was like, we went, we looked other places, but we couldn't stay away from it. So when I got told no, I was like, that's okay. I still want to hitch my wagon to this train. You mm -hmm. know, this train is going somewhere in a direction upwards, um, and I still want to hitch my wagon. To, I just want to be a part of what, what was going on. So it sounds to me like another leadership point that uh, might be good to make um, 
is that when you're applying or when you're maybe not even applying, but when you're considering being a part of an organization, leadership is really, really, really important. The leadership that exists is important. Yeah. 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 You gotta, um, and, and, you know, I, some, some musicians may hear this and get offended because sometimes like, you know, you, you and I take gigs. It's like, sometimes you got to take the gig because the gig's available, but that can bite you in the butt, you know, because yeah. then you find out, she's like, man, I really don't like working for this person or with these people. Um, and so I, I could see glimpses on early and, you know, I just brushed shoulders with him when I first applied and auditioned and I, their leadership showed like immediately. And then the more you peeled back and I got deeper in, in, into the church, I was like, oh, this is like the real deal. Yeah. Um, so. And yeah, I'm, you really gotta. I'm gonna cut yeah, you off I've, for a second, just because Carl also wrote a book on church planting. Yes, the the Contrarian's Guide to Church Planting. Um, I think Carl has a. I mean, I know Carl has a very successful church plant. Um, you know, 11 years old, and we have our own first building. It's a 40,000 square foot building, and before the COVID hit, good grief, we were averaging like 17, 1800 people a weekend. So it's a successful church plant, and I think the organization that he did through Orchard Group. Are really proud of him also so uh, he wrote a book and he's been going out and speaking to other pastors of like medium small churches now that see that that jumps out at me because you know a lot of people start a church because they don't like their own church yeah, um, right whereas what it sounds like with pastor carl is that i'm actually going to do my part to do the research to figure out what a church plant to be successful actually looks like and I'm oh, yeah. going to do that, you know, yeah, so it's not you, happenstance. If you, if you meet Carl for 30 seconds, you will pick up that he's an unbelievably driven um, person. He's an unbelievably data-driven person. Um, he says data never lies. And he's, man, if he's not right, just about all the time. Um, he, he's just unapologetic about his drive um, for lost people coming home. Mm. Um, and so that, that, permeates through I'm, I'm sure that's probably one of your talking points the, so we're called mosaic christian church a church for people who do not go to church um and that that flavors every single decision we make in our church and i mean every single decision down to the worship songs that i choose um so yeah carl's carl's drive is what i is a gigantic contributing factor to why i think that church is doing really well so let's talk about that. So the church for people that don't go to church. So what are some, if I've never been to Mosaic before, how will I see that mission statement manifested in the worship experience? When I walk through the door, what's that going to look like, feel like, smell like? Right. Um, so, I mean, you, you grew up in church your whole life, right? Yep. Were there ever Sundays that you... You know, you tried to bring your friends or whatever, and were there ever Sundays that you were like, oh, dear God, I'm so glad I did not bring my friends this Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> For whatever reasons, like the music team is awful. It's like the pastor that, that preaches weird stuff. Or yes. the special from Aunt Lulu or the children's choir sings. It's yes. Like, You're like, I'm that... sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, and I've definitely, I've definitely brought a friend to church before where he said, "Yeah, that was weird. Don't ever invite me again." And I was like, "Ah, oof. Um, yeah, oof." And so Carl, early on, you know, he's like, "I never, like, why would you even attend a church where you can't invite your friends to?" Right. right? So what does that look like? Well, that's ever changing. I mean, that that's ever changing. So in today's world, um, 
you know, we have a, we try to make our, our and especially, in, so he's so data-driven in Maryland, which is a very different place, especially Maryland, where we're close to a lot of government, a lot of tech, a lot of data-driven people. Also, our architecture is clean. Um, you know, we're unapologetic about our target audience being males, like between 20 and 32 or, or like that, that age range, because statistically, if you change a man's heart, it's like a 97% sure that their household will all be saved and baptized. Wow. If you, if a woman gets saved, it's like 25% chance that their household, um, follows Christ. So it's like, we unapologetically go, not just go after men, but, um, right. that's what we, our target audience, because if you get that, it goes further. Sure. If you a bigger return on your investment. Right. And, and, you know, uh, so, so what does that look like? So, you know, um, it's all down to the music that we play. Is it relevant? Is it weird? Is it, is it something that people are like listening to? And they're like, Oh, actually I kind of know this song. Um, parking is easy. You know, nowadays people, young people, when they hear about a church, what's the first thing they're going to do? They're going to pull out their phone and they're going to look on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. And so where does your presence, what is your online presence look like that's compelling to go like yeah i think i would check this out that looks like i could i relate to that right um our 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 music is um so we'll always one thing that fat rubs people a lot um the wrong way is we will just about every sunday do some kind of radio song (laughs) so why do we do why do we do a radio song like how could you play that in god's house um and jonathan our pastor does an amazing job explaining this where when jesus taught parables he taught from like the medium of the time wasn't music or it wasn't um, it wasn't you know think of things right. we have video it was right. stories and right. it was illustrations and so Jesus taught from like things that everybody knew about which their was, like, point farming. of reference yeah cleaning he met them where they are with a tool that they already used right and so he would take those things like sweeping your house to find a coin and he turned it into God you know a parable about God and how he rejoices when a lost sinner comes so. We use radio songs, the medium of today, to help take something that people already know. Obviously, we vet them aggressively. Sure. Inappropriate, but we take that song. You don't do rump shaker in the in the in the worship service. You don't do rump shaker. Yeah, yeah, do... no. Okay, you don't do that. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 little John. No, little John. Okay. Um, no. You don't like <laughs> big it. butts, and you cannot lie. Is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. Making that point. Okay. <laughs> we, we, we flip the song upside down and we use it for our advantage because when people are going to hear it on the radio, they're going to go, you know, I heard a pastor that applied like a spiritual application that the lyrics are already talking about. Mm. So, and that also, like as a person who doesn't want to go to church and they're probably like, you know, fists clenched, they're probably uncomfortable. That helps them to go like, oh, I, I kind of relate to that. I can see what's going on. Our worship songs, I'm so particular about the lyrics I use in worship songs. Could an unprecedented, an unchristian person read about the blood of the lamb and not be freaked out? Like probably not. Now we as right. Christians, right? We know what that means, right? But that person's like the blood of the what? <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to do what with it, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm really particular about that. And Carl gives um, a gospel presentation every single Sunday, no matter what. But we do communion every Sunday. That's you know, church is different culture with that. Um, that's just that's like an experience you'll see on, on a given Sunday and how that pertains to people who don't go to church and our target audience. Right. But that doesn't mean that lifelong Christians can't get fed because Carl, when he preaches, he, he said it to us all the time. He preaches to the lost, to the in-between, and to the lifelong Christians. Okay. So that's that's the mission. That's the mission. And so what has uh, Mosaic talked about? Uh, by the way, you're still 
listening to Mr. Tyler Bish, who is on staff at Mosaic Christian Church, which is uh, in, is it Elk Ridge, Maryland? Elk Ridge, Maryland, yeah. Right by some subway bus depot or something. That's right, the Mark Train Station. The yeah, Mark Dorsey Train, Road. Right, where I parked so that I could make the dash Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Sell a million records and I'm making the dash. That's right. <laughs> so, but, um, so... The, uh, as we're recording this, we're still dealing with the pandemic. We're still dealing with um, a shutdown. And so I'm sure your leadership and your part of the leadership, I'm sure you guys have talked about what your organization will look like when the pandemic is over. Where prayerfully, God, mm-hmm. God willing, I don't think we're, we're going to stay like this. So, And I know that there are some <clears throat> things that we cannot answer because we don't know what the opening up is going to be. We don't know if that's going to be you know, only 50 people or open it up yeah. wide open or whatever, but right. without getting right. into specifics, because it's kind of hard to be specific. Um, can you mention, uh, finally, like any little things about, um, how Mosaic is preparing for the future once we come out of the pandemic? Yeah. Um, well, the one thing I have to say is I've, I've never gained more respect for Carl than I have in these past few weeks. And just, um, great leadership is having an emergency fund. Mm. I mean, Carl said he, the first meeting when this hit our first meeting, Carl said, I just want you to know that I saved for, um, and no one's in trouble. Say that last, say that last statement again, because you cut out just for a second. I know my phone. Um, someone tried to call me. You're so Uh, busy. Carl said, uh, "We've saved for emergency fund from day one. No one's jobs are, are at risk right now. We are um, safe for a, for a long period of time." And I was just like, "Man, that is that's excellent uh, business model, right?" So there. to park excellent. the car, so to park the car there. We've never had a pandemic like this before, and he had already saved enough money to keep the staff on staff and paid when the church opened ten years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, that's that's visionary leadership. Yeah, and so and we were talking like I got lunch with him the other day, and um, and he, he was like, uh, you know, some churches uh, they're not going to make it through because of just bad business models. So I was like, Carl, how do you have a bad like who plans for this? He's like, it's called the Mercy Fund. I was like, oh, Whoa. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But so, you remember? Um, would you remember like in January or a year ago, January or something when you know the government had the shutdown? And people were like losing their mind because they missed a paycheck and they were like, you know, a hair step away from like a soup kitchen kind of thing. It's like you're supposed to have an emergency fund. I know, even as a family. And I'm wired that way, too. Like we we even as a family, like have emergency funds. So even if stuff was to hit the fan, like we'd be okay for a period of time. But there's like an alarming statistic, you know, maybe we have to look this up. But I think it's like most families don't even have more than $400 if an emergency hit. I just heard that. I heard, yeah, if uh, most families, most American families could not absorb a $400 unscheduled hit. That's crazy to me. That seems crazy to me because I'm, I, I'm so broke. If somebody tried to rob me, they'd just be practicing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but, so but I, I could, got... I could, <laughs> but I could deal with $400. I mean, I could, I could cover $400. Yeah. I mean, come on. So um, to get back with what you were saying, so we, we restructured heavy, like right when it hit, we restructured mm-hmm. heavy. Um, and and we, we are everything's constantly moving because I think the, the safe thing is, I've talked to you about this, nobody knows what they're doing. 
So yeah. we, we are reevaluating every week and we are making slight adjustments to get back on what we think the path is. So we're only doing like one song a week. Um, and so my job shifted more into online groups. I'm like 50-50 online groups and music. So I'm like help leading um, group leaders, about 10 to 12 people to help just facilitate community because community, how do you have community when you can't see each other? So we sure. got to, we're unapologetically aggressive about that. Our broadcast looks so different. Um, I mean, attention span. Like, how many times have you looked, clicked at a link and you, you looked at the um, the title and you're like, oh, I really want to watch this. Oh, it's 55 minutes? Right. Yeah, I can't watch it. Right. So our, ch- our church service is, is shorter than it would be if you attended. Like, we're an hour on the dot if you attended, but on- online, we're about a half hour on the dot. Wow. Because we want people to – we want it to be an enticing click, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I don't think that's a bad thing to say. It's like, oh, clickbait. No, I mean, people won't click on it if the time's too long. Yeah. Um, so, and we're trying all kinds of new stuff. You've been a part of a recording with us. We're trying to, we tried a new type of music. Um, I would say our team is, is swift and agile, and we're making adjustments as needed and real and kind of an impressive way. I mean, Carl can request something, and with, within like a week or two, we can make it happen. Wow. Looks like he's got the right people on the right bus moving in the same direction yeah i have a really really flexible team i mean nothing's been perfect and it's not like people haven't been mad at each other in various ways but we also resolve it i mean we have a team of high truth high trust meaning we can say things that are wrong or bother us but we also like i still have your back like i still love you just because i said that wasn't right in the video doesn't mean like i hate you (laughs) right just means we need to fix that thing and i still value you just like i always have oh great well, thank you, Tyler, man. This has really been illuminating. Yeah. A Lumalak. A But thank you. This has been Tyler Bish of Mosaic Christian Church. And I'll be yeah. back with a few uh, with a few follow-up points. That was a lot of information, but also a great conversation. Uh, I'm hoping that you will want to uh, go to our blog where you can get show notes on everything that uh, Tyler was able to talk about. So we want to thank you for listening to Attention to Detail. We'll be uploading new podcasts each and every week, preferably on Mondays, and you should be able to find us wherever you get your podcasts. Write a review and like us. You can also follow our sponsor, VIP Consulting, at ericbird.com, my trio at ericbirdtrio.com. And as I mentioned, show notes can be found at ericbird.com slash blog where you can also follow the show on the VIP Consulting Twitter and Facebook pages. So um, thank you for listening and uh, hope to talk to you and hear from you soon. Take care. Attention. Attention. Thank you.